Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Lord, you're worthy. Yes, you are. Jesus, you're worthy of all of the praise. Oh, Lord, you're worthy. Yes, you are. Jesus, Amen, amen. God bless the children of God. We do greet each of you in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer, our very present help, very present help in times of trouble. I want to encourage you, as many are under the sound of my voice, and let you to know that the Lord is your present help. He's not down the road somewhere. He's not, you know, uh, somewhere out of the way. He's very present help in our lives. We give him praise. We give him glory. We give him the honor. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we have been working on our most recent topic Thank God for everything that he has shared with us concerning this, making it your ambition uh, that God has certain things he wants us to make our ambition. An ambition is a desire, a deep down desire. God wants to control what we are desiring to do. Our ambition is that. Scripture says in Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, from some familiar passage of Scripture. The Bible says, God said to Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires or it has an ambition to have you, but you must rule over it. Once again, the Lord said to Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. 
it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. From our topic, make it your desire. Make it your desire. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we appreciate you. Thank you. Praise you. We give you all glory, all honor, all reverence. You alone are worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for so many wonderful things that you have done to us, through us. We give you praise. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will continue to keep us, continue to watch over us, continue to forgive us of our sins which we have grievously committed against you. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your good, pleasing, and perfect will be done in our lives, that we will do just what you want us to do, that we will be just what you want us to be, that we will have just what you want us to have, that at the end of our days, you will look over our lives and say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you hold up, hold up. This is our prayer. We count done in the mighty, glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let God's people say amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Children of God. We've been looking for some time at this topic of making it your ambition. And we come to understand that there are ambition being desire, a deep-seated desire to do something or to have something or to be something. God has certain desires that he wants us to have. And we thank God for the revelation that most everything has desires. Angels have desires. Demons have desires. Men have desires. Women have desires. Young people have desires. Old people have desires. When God understands that that created beings, because see, God created beings to have desires. Now, the problem is when his being, his created beings, have desires that are different from his. God desires that his created beings have the same desires as him. God wants us to desire what he desires. God wants us to want what he wants. God wants us to think on what he be thinking on. He, he just wants his creation to follow him because he knows that his plan is good, pleasing, and perfect. 
as the Lord was dealing with Cain, Adam and Eve at this point had two children. After the fall, after sin, now inside of two children, there is a manifestation of righteousness and wickedness. Now, Adam had already manifested wickedness, and the woman had already manifested wickedness. And now, inside of humanity, there was good as well as evil. Now, now that wasn't God's original plan. God's original plan was for man and woman, well, man, to, to, to be all good and to remain all good, for woman to be all good and to remain all good, but man chose to go a different path. May you not chose a different path in name, the name of Jesus Christ. So once Adam and Eve had allowed, or Adam and the woman had allowed into humanity the concept of good as well as evil, now inside of the children, Cain and Abel. One, for the most part, manifests good. The other, from the, for the, from our scripture, for the most part, manifests evil. And look at some of the immediate manifestations of evil in humanity. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Now, God said that's a question that he is still asking many individuals in humanity today. Why are you angry? Why are you upset? Why are you nervous? Why are you fearful? Any, see, you need to understand that any emotion or any feelings that we display that are not like God's, God wants us to take a real and honest look at why we are feeling that way. Why would we be afraid? Why would we really be afraid? Why would we really be worried? Why would we really be uh, nervous or doubtful? Jesus asked his, asked his disciples, why did you doubt? God wants us to, to examine and know the real root of why we are feeling like we are feeling. Because the adversary doesn't want us to know. He just wants us to feel certain ways, but not to know the truth about why we feel in that way. Remember, not only is he a liar and the father of all lies, but he attempts to block the truth from God's created beings. So God, come in. Why are you angry? God came in with his father years earlier. You know, where are you at? God be coming in because God be wanting individuals to deal with the truth. I was dealing with one one of our pastors earlier today down in Ghana. was upset about some things that had happened. And I had to ask him, you know, who did you give the money to? You know, he wanted to complain about another what another person had done. But I said, who, who was it that, that, that you gave the money to? He didn't want to answer that question. You know, there's a lot of times we we are angry at people who shouldn't be angry with, or we uh, have a problem with people that we shouldn't have a problem. Who did you give the money to? 
That's what I asked him. It took him a long time to answer, and he never did answer that. Because what the adversary wants to do is he wants to block you and I from knowing the truth, from hearing the truth, from processing and, and, and dealing with the truth. My prayer for you today is that you will allow the Spirit of God to show you, to open up the truth to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Why, Jesus? Why? Why are you angry? Then Jesus turned right around because then if, if that can be answered properly, then a lot of these other questions can be answered properly. See, the adversary's thing, you need to understand, is to get you to answer the first question wrong or not to answer the first question. So then there'd be a whole lot of other questions after that that don't get answered properly. God asked him, why are you angry? Because, see, if you, if you really understand why you're angry, then you'll realize that your face doesn't have any business being downcast. But if you don't really understand why you're angry, you won't, you won't understand why your face is looking like this. But Jesus said, the Lord said, why is your face downcast? Then he came back and gave him a solution to his problems. We thank God today that God's word is a solution to our problems. Every one of us got problems. Every one of you under the sound of my voice, we got problems. Oh, we got problems in ourselves. We got problems in the marriage. We got problems in the family, problems in the church, problems on the job. We got problems. But God wants us to understand that his word is a problem solved. I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister, and let you to know God's word is a problem what? Solver. God's word will keep problems out of humanity. God's word will keep problems out of the church. God's God's word is a problem what? Solver. God said, if you do not do what is right. Now, God said, this is, where, this is where your problem is coming from. You don't realize it. You don't recognize it. You don't understand it. But God said, I'm telling you, Abel, I'm telling you, Cain, rather, this is where your problems are emanating from. And this is where our problems are emanating from today. If you do not do, not do what is right. If you wonder what your problem is under the sound of my voice, it's because something you ain't done right. If I ever wonder what my problem is, it's because something I ain't done right. Our problems stem from and originate from and have their origin in the fact that we have not done some things right. If you do not do this right now, you need to understand, if you want more problems in your life, do more stuff not un that's not right. Keep doing, doing what's not right. But if you want less problems in your life, start doing right. Just start doing right. We're talking about make it your ambition. Make it your ambition to do what's right. Make doing right your ambition. You want problems. You with some sister contacted me from, uh, I don't know. I forget, I think it was one of the, one of the African countries. She was talking about how she had so many problems and 
if she starts something, couldn't finish it, and she's doing things, but it wouldn't turn out right. I said, look, what you got to do, you just got to start doing right. You know, and she's talking about, you know, she's trusting that God was going to fix things. I said, look, God's not going to fix everything for us. God is going to do some things for us, and then he requires for us to do some things. We are co-workers with God. It's not for God to do everything. And people that think God is going to do everything for them, they 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 uh, they shortchange themselves. Because what God is going to do is He's going to do His part. Now, what you and I have to do is we have to do our part as well. Cain had a part in this to do what it was called to do what is right. God said, "If you do what is right." Will you not be accepted? You want to be accepted by God. You want to be blessed by God. You want to be edified and uplifted and taken to the next level. And with God's power to start, we got to do what's right. There, there's nowhere around it. You want God? You know, I, a lot of times I, I won't play crap. Share this with you all. I won't do a lot of praying for people in their finances. You know. A lot of countries I go in and churches I go in, people ask apostles, pray for my financial blessing. Now, I want I first question I the first thing I do is ask you a question. How are you giving to the church that God has directed you to? Oh, apostle, I don't give that much. Then I tell them my plan. Then then it's not for me to break. You getting exactly what the word of God said. You sowing sparingly. So you reap inspiringly. What's the problem? You should be rejoicing that God's word is manifesting itself in your life. If you want to change what you are receiving, change what you are giving. Start sowing bountifully and watch and see don't you reap bountifully. That's the word of God. I can't change the word of God. I can't come in and pray for you to receive bountifully and you've been sowing sparingly. What would that sound like? God said you got to do what's right, and you'll be accepted. Do what's right. Things will work out. Things will turn out. Do what's right. Do what's right. Now, just talk about it and just pray about it. Uh-uh. Not even, not even just pray about it. You got to do what's right. Me and you, child of God, children of God, we got to do this thing. Christianity is a doing Endeavor. Lord said, but if you don't do what's right, this goes for humanity. This goes for everyone under the sound of my voice and those that are not under the sound of my voice. This goes for everybody. If we don't do what is right, sin is crouching. You picture a thief crouching at at a person's door, just kind of waiting on the, the step wrong or make the wrong move, make the pounce on. Sin be trying to do that with us. Sin, sin has desires. It desires. So sin has desires. You need to understand that sin be wanting you. And sometimes, you know, we be feel like we want certain sins, boy, and sin be wanting us to. It desires. So understand, child of God, anyone under the sound of my voice, sin desires to have you. 
sin desires to have me. No, but we must have a desire not to be caught by sin. The same way sin has a desire to catch us and a desire to have us, we must have a desire not to be caught and not to be had by sin. I encourage you under the sound of my voice. Talking about ambition. Have an ambition that you're not going to get caught by sin. Let that be a, a desire of yours, that you're not going to be caught by sin. My prayer for you is that you will not be caught by sin in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It desires to have you. But watch this. This is what God wants us to do with sin. This is what God wants us to do with God, this is what God wants us to do in unrighteousness. But you must rule over it. See, understand, either you're going to rule over sin, or sin's going to rule over you. Either you're going to have dominion over sin, or sin's going to have dominion over you. Either sin's going to be telling you where to go, or you're going to be telling sin where to go. I'm a prayer for you. My exhortation and encouragement to you, child of God, is that you will have rule over sin. God has placed us here to rule, children of God. To rule over the forces of darkness, to rule over, to, to rule. Not to be ruled by forces that God has placed to be under us. God said, God be, then look at this thing from God's perspective. God said, make sense. Sin ain't even supposed to be in humanity. Now, here you are, going to let it rule over you. And it's not even, God said, look, sin is not even supposed to be in humanity at all. Period. That's about like, you, you know, you, yeah, what well, the Lord has placed in my spirit. Parents leave the house and leave their children, you know, the child in charge of things to watch over things and they get back. Tell them from tell them from the beginning. Don't have any company over the house. Child decides he's gonna throw a party, and when you get back, the party's in full gear, and the, and the, and the guests of the party are now um, dictating as to what's gonna go, what's going on in the house. You know, you sitting back saying, and your child trying to explain, Daddy, they trying to had they trying to do, and you sitting back, your thing is as a parent, they ain't even supposed to be in here at all. I told you don't have no company in here at all. So don't come telling me about what what the what the company is doing and how they won't listen at because they ain't even supposed to be in here at all. You say, Apostle, what what is God telling us this morning? Sin ain't even supposed to be in us at all. That's why we, we look real crazy and we sound real crazy trying to explain sin to God. Because God's thing is sin ain't supposed to be in you at all. Sin don't want to just come in. I told you all a long time ago about this, this homosexuality and carry on that's going on in the United States. That spirit don't just desire to... Uh, uh, just come in and just 
you know, get have some rights, and uh, that spirit wants to take over. In in the book of Sodom and in the story of the account of Sodom and Gomorrah, that spirit had took and taken over the whole town of Sodom and Gomorrah. That spirit don't just want to come in. You let it in if you want to. That spirit wants to take over. Look at what God says. It desires to have. It desires to have you. Have you? It don't just desire to just do one or two things. It desires to have you. That's why God said, but you must rule over it. Any sin, we have a responsibility to rule over it. Why? Because it's trying to rule over us. We have a responsibility to rule over sin because sin wants to rule over us. But you've got to have an ambition. That um, and if you don't listen, if you don't have an ambition to rule over sin, then what you got is an ambition to be ruled by sin. It's as simple as that. So I encourage you have an ambition. You got to have a desire to rule over sin, or you desire to be ruled by sin. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that, my brother. I, I thank God for everything He has shared with us this morning. I trust that you have been blessed at the preaching and teaching of God's word. Uh, may God go with you as you embark upon your day. Keep in mind that Jesus loves you. Whatever you do, wherever you go, whatever you think, whatever you feel, whatever you say, remember, Jesus loves you. God bless you, children of God, and may heaven continue to smile on each other. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.